0: Jerry curl 13, and I got a relaxer. I was a source of so much laughter. 15, when it all broke off. 18, and I went on natural February 2002. I went on and did what I had to do because it was time to change my life.
1: another episode of the kinky hair culture podcast yes i said it the kinky hair culture podcast i hope everyone had a wonderful day today in today's episode i had the honor of interviewing the beauty architect miss dina i had actually met her on clubhouse and she has several clubs that she hosts and she teaches you so much with hair and beauty so you get the best of both worlds, you have a cosmetologist that takes the time out to educate you on your hair, show you some things that you can do to your hair, and show you how to properly wear makeup, boy, you need to listen to this episode. And remember, I can't give you everything, because if I give you everything, you ain't gonna listen. And trust me, you want to listen to this episode, okay? So sit back and enjoy this episode, and let us know what you think. How are you i'm doing wonderful i hope you are on this beautiful sunday i am doing amazing
2: thank you for asking please introduce yourself okay um my name is dina bruton and um a lot of people just call me the beauty architect um what i do is i help mostly professional women women that are looking for um a way to level up, change, transition into um, that new lifestyle that they've been dreaming and thinking about, um, that new look, Um, a lot of women are, are really, really ready to go to the next level, and they're already having all the information that they need inside of their head, right? Super smart, college educated, life educated, whatever that may look like for them. And so, in order for them to get into the spaces and places that they want to, and be confident when they arrive there, they first work with me to get their personal image together. Um, I help I help them do that with um, online services as well as in person services, such as classes. Um, trainings I also do personal shopping um, things of that nature just to make it easier for women that are too busy to maybe do that on their own or they're not sure how to get started
1: okay so we're gonna take it back okay I like everyone to get to know who they are listening to so what made you become a cosmetologist And we're going to take it back when you see the little girl. Okay. (laughs) That's
2: exactly where we're going with that. So to be perfectly honest with you, my mother to this day cannot do a lick of hair. Cannot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was very, very uh, frustrated with being picked on and talked about and mistreated because again, she couldn't do my hair and, um, you know, back in the day, we were pe- pressing and curling, right? So if you, you know, had a press and curl and your hair got wet, you kind of really weren't sure what to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. And so as I got older, I realized that I was really, really intrigued by the, the beauty professional, like everything about the beauty profession. Um, and so out of my own need, I started experimenting and doing my own hair and my sister's hair. Um, Well, my sister's, I should say. And from that, I started to realize, well, Sean, you're pretty good at this. Um, And so I decided that I wanted to be a cosmetologist.
1: So let's talk about the experiment of doing your hair and your -hmm. uh, your sister's hair. How did that go Mm -hmm. about um. Well,
2: again, my mom. I mean, I'm 43 years old now, guys, and my mom still cannot do a lick of hair. So, anytime that I was willing to like help with their hair, you know, she was you know appreciative. That's one less thing she had to worry about. Um. So, and my sisters had. We all had a lot. Have a lot of hair. Uh. So, you know, different things they wanted to try um when relaxers got popular we decided that we wanted relaxers or my mom decided she wants to have relaxers um by then I had learned how to properly do a relaxer um I wouldn't tell anybody to try that at home now I wouldn't recommend it if I knew what I know now I wouldn't have recommended it by back then um but yeah it was pretty much a a trial and error thing me um reading different products always checking um directions depending on what product line it is compared to another product line um looking at ingredients and things like that learning more about those ingredients um so i mean all of those things are important and um a lot of those things that didn't seem important back then just seemed like I was being an inquisitive child actually are what have helped me to come to where I am in my career today.
1: Okay, you said something about per- not perming your hair. If you know all the stuff that you know now about perming mm-hmm. hair, you would recommend it being at home. What do you mean by that? Okay,
2: so what I mean by that is actually twofold. So one, I was... Um, although I was trained by a cosmetologist I don't know how well that person was trained if that makes sense or if mm-hmm. they were following the instructions per se um, so that's one thing every hairstylist or cosmetologist which is one reason I don't call my hair, hair myself a hairstylist um, they are not always concerned with the health and the integrity of the hair are as they are the outcome of the style
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: they're both important because we want to look good but if you've ruined the integrity of your hair um, unfortunately that looking good is going to be very limited and short lived um, the other thing is um, relaxing altogether. Um, it just is Um, It's stressful on the hair so if you're not willing to do you know proper upkeep or you're not using the highest quality of relaxer then you know I would recommend that you not relax your hair because there's plenty other ways now that you can get um, smoother hair if that's what you want without necessarily yeah. committing to a relaxer. A relaxer is something you absolutely have to be committed to. It's a marriage. You know, just yeah. like when you go to, yeah. <laughs> when you go down to the courthouse and you get that marriage license and you get that wit- those witnesses and it's signed and sealed, documented. Yeah, once <laughs> you relax that hair, you, you have to be, nothing wrong with it, but it's definitely a commitment. And people wanna change their hair so much nowadays. Yeah. unless you're a person that's going to be super committed to it and then you have to be committed to the transition if you decide to change your mind as well so
1: yeah, I like the analogy that you said it was a marriage when you relax your hair it's a marriage because boy I can remember them days it takes yeah. a lot so it takes it, a lot yeah so I know that you're natural how do you take care of your natural hair
2: Okay, so um, yeah, I am natural currently. Uh, well, that's not all. That's not completely true. And I know some people probably once I say what I'm getting ready to say, they're probably going to listen to this and be like, "Oh, she didn't know what she's talking about." But here's the truth: any time you, you make any type of chemical change to your hair mm-hmm. that is permanent, it is no longer natural. And a lot of people don't think when you color, highlight, bleach, lift color out, color your hair, they don't think that that actually changes your hair, but it absolutely does permanently change um, the makeup of your hair. Um, so although it is not uh, necessarily chemically rearranging the curl pattern, um, well, actually, sometimes it does, but that's not the that's not the priority of whatever it is you're doing
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know you're you're looking to change the color um but my hair is colored so i and it's permanent color so i would actually not be considered um natural i know some Don't people you say that? yeah do i hate it
1: now, I'm about, don't you hate when people say that like you know when you put a little color to your hair it's just like the whole scientist behind it it's like oh mind blowing. like I okay I'm gonna say this okay you are using a, a, a certain type of chemical to dye bleach your hair with bleach or whatever color your hair mm-hmm. okay and your curl pattern will loosen okay I understand all that but you're not I guess it's like it's like everybody wants to argue about the whole color of your hair. Like, don't color your hair because you're not natural no more. It's like yeah. the same way they acting when your hair is permed. And it was like the only thing I did was like bleach my hair or put a little color into my hair and I could grow that out. You know what I'm saying? With the perm, it's, it's damaging, long term damages. You know what i'm saying cancer we go down a list of all the stuff that could happen you know what i'm saying when you're using perms you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but the thing about it is when you're using color you don't have all that all the long-term damages and all that yes there are damages when you color if you don't properly moisturize your hair okay when you mm-hmm. have color in your hair but there's no other really they don't say that you catch this 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 and this from bleaching your hair no it's not on the record but for relaxers there's a record saying all these things can happen long term don't you hate when they just like I'm sorry I, I'm natural and I love all my naturalists out there but I just really hate when they say they just start attacking people that's natural that has color I just think it's so mm-hmm. mind blowing I'm sorry but go ahead oh no
2: you're fine well I just think it's mind blowing for attacking people for their personal choices anyway whatever that might be Um, but yeah for sure well first of all if you are so so I'm probably going to go down a rabbit hole with this, and, and I'm okay with that. It's fine. Um, but um, and I don't mind going down this rabbit hole. But some people don't want to go down a rabbit hole with me. So the thing of it is, when we're talking about anything that is a chemical, mm-hmm. you are changing. The, the makeup of your hair and like you said you know with color it may loosen or change your curl pattern but if we really want to be honest about life and people's personal choices um, well first of all there are there are doctors who have recommended that when women are pregnant that they not color their hair and I, I, I don't want to go into all that because I may not give you the correct science on that but that mm-hmm. has been scientifically proven not at the rate of relaxers but mm-hmm. I think that some of that is also a systematic thing because anything that black women do is almost considered like not a good thing anyway so since yeah, you don't the see world. yeah yeah it's the end of the world so it's something that has been pushed on us by society but at the same time it's not good I need them for for them to make up their mind Um, and so the same thing about color when it comes to you know a a different group of us have something to say about color but here's the thing about any and all of that Um, unless you're a person that doesn't eat anything processed you grow everything yourself You cook everything yourself Um, you grow the cotton and then knit your own clothes like unless you know every single thing that you're putting in and on your body Mm -hmm. every single thing that's in and on your environment then there are all things that all of us could be doing that would be considered and I'm using my air quotation fingers natural but none of us are we don't we're too busy we don't know how to do all of this stuff so mm-hmm. when people attack people for relaxers or you know like you said you may want to to put some highlights in your hair I, I've seen lately a lot of ladies that are really embracing um, wearing locks and they're like putting um, like the ombre tips on their locks you know blonding it a little bit and I think it's absolutely beautiful I really don't get why somebody would take it upon themselves to attack that person Mm -hmm. for coloring their hair and saying that you know they're no longer natural I mean is she happy with her hair obviously yeah so that's all that matters so yeah I think if we're gonna you know I think sometimes people instead of focusing on themselves and ways that they could better themselves they they put it under the guise of educating or helping other people but all it is is them just not being a nice person not being a good person I I mean it's so much going on in the world we just all need to be minding our own business I don't even know how people still have time (laughs) for this type of argument I really don't I'm a cosmetologist and I get paid to talk about hair all day long and I don't have time for it so unless you are you know, a person that's licensed in this field and you're getting a check, I just don't see how you even have the the, you know, you know I just don't know where they get the time or the energy it's hilarious to me
1: (laughs) so by you being I I just love you look, I've met Dina on Clubhouse and if you are in any of her rooms where she's gonna mention a few minutes, especially about her brand you gonna know why I love her so much, she keeps it real and she don't care Okay, she's not here to hurt anybody's feelings, but if your feelings get hurt. Oh well, because she's gonna speak the truth. Okay, and that's what I that love part. about <laughs>
2: Their part, and here's the, and and this is the thing about me. I I'm not gonna say that I know everything. You you know that about me. The the little yes. you do know about me, Candice. I do not know everything. And I absolutely love being able to, you've taught me some things. So, you know, I love when people can bring things to my attention and say, hey, you may want to think about it this way or look at it that way, because that's how we evolve and we grow. But some of these conversations, like we have way more important things out here in the world to be concerned about than if somebody is considered natural or not because they decided to put color on their hair. The If you want to be technical about it, you are correct. They are if they use permanent color, they are no longer natural. But guess what? Her hair is still fly. She like it, I love it, and that's all that matters.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Amen on that. <laughs> so, okay, so let's talk about you being in the cosmetology schools. Did you learn anything from them that you could take that you took out and start being able to put out there in the world to help with natural hair or was it hard for you to actually accomplish this and you had to okay. like take extra classes or something along the lines
2: that's a really good question so let me uh, are we going back again with this one so I yes. actually went to I started cosmetology school when I was in high school um, and I was so um, now I'm so very thankful and so very grateful for having had the opportunity not only because it gave me an earlier start in my career, but secondly, I met one of the people that would be, um, even though she's no longer with us, so inspirational. And when I think about her, it's just like, you know what? If I had never met this lady, I probably would have done like a lot of other cosmetology students and wouldn't have quit and wouldn't have finished. But I had an amazing uh, instructor. My, my beginner's instructor, her name was Lee Ham. She's the tiniest little white lady and she used to have this curly perm and she used to keep her hair so cute and she was always dressed so neat and her makeup on and all that stuff and I was just like, dang. Other than the fact, she's a little white lady. I won't be her when I grow up because you know, I'm black and I'm tall. So, you know. Um, (laughs) but, But yeah, but she was really, really instrumental in me um really making a decision to say this is what I should be doing Um, she did her job I don't think well I was in her uh, midday class but in her midday class there was nothing but young black girls I don't think we she had a white student at all but in the night class it was different races It it was mixed and it was also different ages so I was exposed to not only her expertise and her love for the uh, for the field. I was I was exposed to, you know, you can be anywhere in life and decide this is what you should be doing, and you can do it. Um, to answer your question, because of her, uh-huh. um, there are a lot of things that we don't necessarily have to learn in order to take our board but what she did was everything that she thought we were good at or anything that she thought that we might have an interest in she took the time to at least touch on it so the fact that um I have gone from working just as a cosmetologist only and I shouldn't say just as a cosmetologist because that's not a little thing like We have whole licenses like doctors, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but, um, you mean, like
1: being in the, like a a studio working for somebody to own your own? Well, no, not
2: necessarily that. What I'm just saying is, um, people don't realize what it takes to actually go to school to become a cosmetologist. You have to learn a lot of information and really what you learn in school. A lot of times,
1: Come join the Kinky Hair Culture family as we help you on your natural hair journey. We connect you with the people who make the products and the people behind the chair. If any of our episodes add value to you, please share with at least three people. Let us help you find the right products and the right stylists to help you on your natural hair journey. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and please share. is.
2: What you need to know to pass that test, but there's so much more you need to know to be a um, a well-rounded uh, cosmetologist that actually can take that career and make a good living. But what I would say is, because of my instructor, I was exposed to different areas in the beauty field that the average instructor back then was not doing. She was definitely ahead of her time. I see uh, people now like taking their whole class to like Bronner Brothers and other shows and things like that. We didn't get any of that. We didn't have the opportunity. There wasn't a space or a place that wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But what she did was the things that she went out and learned from other classes. Uh, Even if she wasn't that great at it she made sure that we got exposed to it so that part of it absolutely has carried me really really far and is one of the reasons why not only I'm still a cosmetologist 25 years later almost 25 years later um, but now I actually have a um, another beauty brand that Mm -hmm. has um, been added to you know what I do
1: Okay, yeah. So you have. Learned I hope something that well. answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> so you have. Your so you have learned something from her, and then after her, her teaching you the basics and stuff, because you know we always look up to people to be our role model. And I know that you said that you know you you mentioned that she was white, but she was so well kept and you know how she taught y'all things and it was just amazing that she was like wow I want to be just like her you know what I'm saying but you know do my own thing so she was a, became a role model for you which is awesome because you can look at your teachers your parents you know that's our goal to like be them but not actually be them you know what I'm saying be a piece of them take what they give you and go forward so that's good so when after that you went on your own and did you learn mm-hmm. anything else about natural hair that way, or was you still like, you know what? I'm not for so, this world right now.
2: So uh, what I learned was, um, so I am a a, a multicultural hairstylist. Mm-hmm. And, what you mean by that? Okay, so multicultural meaning because I am black, mm-hmm. a lot of people would assume that I only do black people's hair. Mm-hmm. So not true. Um, here's the thing about uh, cosmetology school. If you are are black and you learn how, if you can master styling um, black people's hair, Mm -hmm. you probably can work with any texture of hair. And the reason I say that is not because our hair is unruly, not because our hair is hard to deal with or any of those things like that, but our hair comes in so many types and so many textures and it does sometimes take a little bit more of having a certain knowledge base or having um, a little more patience that if you can do our hair, you can do everybody's hair. My problem is where I'm from, it is a very small town. Um, There's still some racial things that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're unstated. They're unsaid. But, you know, I used to work in a a chain salon and the white people or the Hispanic people would come in and they would go want to talk to the white person or the Hispanic person if they were Hispanic. And then when that person screwed up their hair, they're mad and they want somebody to fix it. Well, I was known in every salon that I worked in as the fixer. Um, that's why you may hear me sometimes in certain rooms saying, you know, the ladies that I trained or the ladies that I worked with, we, uh, work together to come up with systems and techniques that cause us to get, get the best result every single time. Because if you work in corporate, you definitely don't have time for redos. as a, as a stylist, you, uh, cosmetologist, you don't have time for redos anyway. That means you're doing twice the work for only getting paid once. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so being a multicultural hairstylist means that um, I can do and do most anyone's hair type. Um, so okay. yeah, I said I took the long route to get to the to the answer. No,
1: no, you did good because i I want people to understand what it means, okay? Because and um, all my dealings with I'm um, talking to cosmetologists and listening on stage like clubhouse facebook instagram all this they say that a lot that word multicultural and i wanted to make sure everybody understood what that means i know what it means you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. in the cosmetology world what that means so they're like oh they get a grasp of what it means so next time they hear somebody say that they talk about this other type of hair that they can do whatever hair. just give you just come here in my chair and i got you
2: yeah and that doesn't always and that doesn't always necessarily mean that but for me that's what mm-hmm. that means. So mm-hmm. for someone else multicultural may mean to them I do people that are total opposite. so we still need to to clarify um and make sure that people understand and then we also mm-hmm. um, you know there're just sometimes where we need to just say I'm probably not the best uh, the best fit for you. Um yeah. there, there I think times- people are afraid
1: to do that. People are afraid to do that because for one, it's a pride thing. And two, they money hungry. So they're not gonna do it because they wanna show that I can do anything there is known to man. And then second, they're like I want all my coins. I'ma try it. And then if chips may fall where they may. You see what I'm saying? Some kinds of college, not all. Something.
2: and there's you know, nothing not wrong fit. with that but you need to give people the option and the opportunity i have mm-hmm. had clients where i have tried to tell them like hey i'm probably not the person for you they're like oh no i don't want anybody else doing my hair so you know if we have a conversation and we come to a consensus that hey you know i'm not quite sure about this uh let's see what happens and we're on the same page, then that's one thing. I have a couple clients that are like that. They're just like, I don't care what you do today or I want you to do something different or they might bring me a couple um, inspirational pictures, but um, you do have some people that they want exactly um, what they have in their head as if you can see what's in their head and (laughs) they can have they could have the same type of texture that you have and they want, you know, and and you're used to doing, you know, your own hair or people with hair like yours um, but because they don't have enough information or you may not have uh, the right words to share with them. This is not going to work on you. Then you end up with a situation where maybe the client is not happy but it's just a possibility that nobody was probably going to be able to make you happy because a lot of again, it's in our head sometimes, and also <laughs> it just—I mean, it just is. I'm just being real with people. Like I saw a girl on uh, Instagram yesterday, and I and I should have wrote it down or screenshot it, but um, I also work in makeup artistry, and mm-hmm. so most of my clients come to me when it comes to makeup, and they say do what you want to do but you do have those clients that want a specific look when it comes to makeup or hair and Mm -hmm. a lot of times they see something on somebody else that doesn't look anything like them the hair texture is totally different they probably have extensions in and or are wearing a wig and you want us to create that and we don't have the proper tools and when I say tools I mean like all the things yeah. like are are you going to be willing to to do the maintenance when it comes to this particular service are you willing to try a different type of product or you know it could be are you willing to put in extensions and keep that up like all of that stuff
1: matters yeah, um, yeah. you're absolutely right because I can remember when, when you say in your head I can remember like it was yesterday when I went to a, my stylist or my cosmetologist and I was like look that's when I was younger, and they remember back then when they had the where you could um, what was it like that platinum white blonde at the bottom, or, mm-hmm. no at the top, and then underneath it was real um was brown. So I said, "Oh, I, this is how I want my hair," and I was telling her everything, and she was like shaking her head, like yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I was done, she was like, "You well, you ain't getting it today." I was like, <laughs> she was saying, I was like, what? I, ain't today. I was like, but you had me going. Like, know because and she broke down the science of like you know all that bleaching of your hair and stuff strip you strip all the nutrients and your hair would just be damaged and she would just go on and on about everything she just turned the
2: mush and then and you she, would be mad with her because she did yeah. it but
1: and here's here. so I love that you said in your head because I was thinking like oh that was so me back then
2: <laughs> yeah it be I'm telling you and and don't don't get me wrong we all have those times and we have those moments like that but we have to as cosmetologists or beauty professionals I just challenge us if we don't have the verbiage you know we we have to find the verbiage we have to find a way to share this information and you just have some people and I'm glad that she allowed you to say everything that you needed to say because that helps you to release it from your system because a lot (laughs) of people don't realize as cosmetologists we're like therapists and a psychologist and yes. all this other stuff. Like, I some days I go to work and I'm like, let me, and I'm not even a coffee person. I'm like, girl, let me get me a cup of coffee because I know the tea going to be hot today because you <laughs> on who's coming in and what's been going on. I absolutely love my clients. They're amazing people. A lot of them have become my family. We love one another, you know, um, but it's became part of your job
1: to be a therapist now sometimes
2: sometimes yeah sometimes you have clients that they don't have anybody else they can talk to they may live Mm -hmm. in a home you know they may be married and have a couple of kids and still not have somebody that they can um talk to and be vulnerable with or get support from and so Mm -hmm sometimes not only do they come in to get their hair and or makeup done, but they come in because they need a venting session.
1: Yep. Even if they yeah. don't get their hair done, they just want to sit there and be like, yeah, put me down for next week. Today, I just want to talk to you, okay? And just spill my life out. So, cause I haven't seen it plenty of times. Look,
2: <laughs> I, I used to have a huge couch in my, um, uh, when I had my salon in, um, in Goldsboro, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. I used to have a a huge um, couch that had a chase on one end, and it had a recliner on one end. And some Friday nights, like, I had people (laughs) that would bring a box of Bojangles chicken, and this is when I had, like, a family-style salon back then. And the kids had their little playroom, and so all the kids would go in the playroom and eat their little burger or whatever. And the rest of us will be sitting around talking about the stuff that happened that week. And I yeah. mean, we, we, that's, we relied on one another. We needed each other for those, for those dancing sessions. Yeah. Cause, cause therapy is expensive. If they any therapist, <laughs> they hear this. Ooh, y'all yes. ain't cheap, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we have to do therapy on one another until we get to a place where we can afford to come and see y'all. Amen.
1: Even when we go forward to come see y'all, we don't want to take you everything, so we might just go tell our friends. Okay? Yeah,
2: we get a little touch-up. <laughs> we get a little in-between, a little mini-session
1: in-between. So let's talk about, you're so amazed. I just love talking to you. So let's love talk talking about- I to you, too. <laughs> let's talk about the beauty world now. You said okay. that you know how to do makeup. In your salon, do you do the whole full package? Like they get the hair done, they makeup, or because I understand that you actually teach, and I see that you have do it on virtual, and they can do it on online and um, in your salon too as well. Learn how to take care of themselves because women need that nowadays. We need a, a moment where we We've can learn always how to need it. actually, yeah. And the problem is there's nobody really offered it to us. Like, look, and and if they did offer it, it was too not our culture, you know what I'm saying? Because we need a time to actually wind down and feel beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Not put on makeup that doesn't match our skin color or wear hairstyles that's like oh, like bland, like not us, you know what I'm saying? That really enhance our beauty. And I know that your salon performs this for us. So tell us about
2: it. Yeah, so um, I absolutely... Um, believe that all women uh, deserve to look and feel beautiful every single day. Um, and in our culture, a lot of times we are so, now it's not as bad, but in the past we know that we have been in survival mode. Okay, some of us still are, but we've been in survival mode, right? So we haven't really put an emphasis on how we do personal care outside of maybe um, our hair. And now we're doing better about how we take care of our skin. So again, it goes back to me having a problem and not having a solution. I actually have a, uh, a very rare uh, skin condition condition. Well, it's actually not rare, but it's rare for black people to get it. I was diagnosed as a child with pityriasis rosacea. I don't think I ever told you this, Candace, but here you go. Everybody's going to get no. into that. So I was diagnosed and it sometimes looks very much like eczema, but at the same time, it can be raw and weepy. It's very, uh, and when I say weepy, I mean my actual skin. It would make me cry too but my actual skin, like, it would just, it wouldn't heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it it is very akin to asthma uh, and um, other autoimmune diseases. And so my parents had a very, very hard time trying to figure out how to deal with it. Um, they found this doctor that Um, dermatologist that diagnosed me I do believe that I got the right diagnosis because the prescriptions the products that he put me on definitely helped but at the same time they weren't enough Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that just not having expertise with dealing with African Americans or black people he did the absolute best he possibly could yeah Mm -hmm. Um, so you know we need more people in all fields that look like us because even when we don't understand us we still understand us better than other people who haven't been exposed to you know working with us Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah he did the best he could do Um, that being said I had a lot of scarring on different parts of my body including my face Um, for a long time. And so the doctor did recommend at one point, like, hey, get her a concealer, you know, get her a foundation or something that would help cover some of those spots. So my mom took me to a counter. I'm not gonna say what counter. I just want you to know that they didn't have anything for us. Okay? I'm not gonna, but you know, maybe they do now, but back then they didn't have anything for us. And this lady did what she could to get me a concealer. I think I was about, I don't know, maybe 14 years old, 15, something like that, maybe 16, something around there. Um, Might've been a little little younger. I can't quite remember, but I just remember because I wasn't sleeping well and um, I naturally have uh, puffiness under my eyes. i been like that since I was a child. It runs in my dad's family. And the other thing is I have horrible allergies. So sometimes it will turn really dark. So in order to combat that and cover if I needed to take like school pictures or something like that, they wanted me to have something that would make me feel more confident about how I looked. Man, when I tell you I used to get to school and look at that stuff, and my friends would be like, "Girl, take that mess off, Well, let's wipe some of that stuff off because it don't look right because it was it did it just didn't match." Um, and so, as I got older, I realized that there are so many gaps still mm-hmm. um, in our community, um, and I started working to fill the gap um, for myself. For my clients, for people that I went to to church with. You know, people would ask me on the street, like, what are you doing to your skin? Your skin looks amazing. I'm like, these people have no idea that I have pederodicist rosacea. Mm. Um,
1: On YouTube or Patreon, come join the Kinky Hair Culture family. On patreon and get exclusive gifts patreon.com slash kinky hair culture or on youtube kinky hair culture
2: but long story short after trying to work with other brands and trying to one tip if i can give y'all one tip um, if you decide that you need to make some changes in your skincare or your hair care, just go all in. Mm-hmm. I get it. Sometimes it's like expensive. If I just bought all this stuff or I bought this stuff in the past and I haven't used it up. But what I was trying to do is piece together a solution and I, I figured it out, but brands would start to change their formulas in some of the products so it was no longer working or the regimen that I finally came up with was no longer I was like this is crazy so yeah I ended up starting to formulate something on my own um, and come up with ways to teach other women so that we all can be adequately um, prepared for whatever comes our way in life like other cultures I remember going to school with, you know, my classmates, the girls that I went to school with that were white, Hispanic. I was just like, y'all can wear makeup? This is like in middle school. Like, they had a full bag of makeup. And I'm not saying that I think a 13-year-old should be wearing full makeup every day. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is they had the means. They had the opportunity to practice. They had the opportunity to play in makeup. Whereas... Black girls, you know, again, I think that comes from, you know...
1: Uh, our mom and dad didn't play them things. Stay a child as long as you could. Well, you stayed a child time. as long...
2: Right, <laughs> but, but, but I'm going to tell you where this comes from. You know, back in the day, the slave master used to come out and get one of us and rape us. And so they yeah. were trying to protect us from not looking too grown or looking too, you know, sexually ready from bad people. So Mm -hmm. it just kind of, you know, it just came along with us as we've gotten older. And and do I believe that young girls should be walking around wearing full faces of makeup? Absolutely not. But Mm -hmm. there are instances where if we started to practice and learn at a younger age, by the time we get to high school and get to college, we wouldn't be behind that learning curve. And I've met women that are that are in their 40s and 50s and don't know how to put on eyeliner or they've never had their foundation picked out properly. That's just not okay. Like if you're a person that don't want to wear makeup, that's your business. But if a person really wants to try something they shouldn't be afraid based on how they were raised or the conversations around these types of things because makeup ain't did nothing to nobody. I hear people say, I hate makeup. I'm like, well, what did it do to you, babe? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they talk about makeup like they're talking about a, like a, a person. So let me ask you this. You.
1: <laughs> In your classes, this is what you do. You educate them and take the time out to show them like, look, This is how you properly put on uh, your makeup. This is how from the foundation to cleaning your skin. This is what your classes teach.
2: Absolutely. So here's the thing. So we can do, I do group classes and most of my classes right now are virtual. I I will do if somebody wants to meet with me one-on-one. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I do travel. So, you know, you can get me whenever or however you need to get me. But the easiest way for most people is to do virtually. And I even can help you uh, match your foundation, pick your eyeshadows, things like that. Um, I, I have a virtual way that I do that. But yes, I can make sure anything that you need to learn, makeup, I have dads that are taken care of. I have one dad, his um wife passed the cancer he didn't know oh. what to do with his daughter's hair um so he brought them to me so I can help him because he wanted to learn how to take care of their hair um that way if he couldn't get them to me you know he would be able to at least maintain in between so that's you awesome. know that's a, you know I was just like and I didn't even and, and again that's how I was educating people already but I just didn't realize that there was that much of a need still for those type of services you have people that are adopting children that aren't you know the same race or background as them and they may adopt a little black or mixed kid that has textured hair they don't know what to do with it so I can help them either in person or virtually um walk them through that process and also provide the right products. That's the biggest thing. A lot of times I'm finding that people are, you know, doing someone's hair, doing their makeup, and then sending a person to go figure out where to get the stuff. Like, no, I'm going to make sure that you have exactly what you need or you know what you need in the future before you leave me.
1: Okay, okay. That's awesome. It's great to be able to go to uh, a salon and be able to have the opportunity to get your makeup done and feel safe and get your hair done and feel safe, especially your natural hair, because you can't allow everybody and anybody to be in your natural hair because everybody clearly know what they're doing and whether yeah. they license licensed or not. And you come yeah. out, coming in a hot mess. So it's great to know that they could come to you and you offer classes how to take care of your hair and put your makeup on the proper way because I'm one of them I don't use foundation I'm all natural girl I love to be natural but when I put on makeup I put the bare minimum on because Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to mess up my skin you know what I'm saying because I got that real clear beautiful skin and I don't I'm I'm afraid you know what I'm saying and And you should be you need to be
2: careful you need to be careful some
1: people are and i just I just be like worried yeah. and that's why when you said that you're gonna show and you know have your especially on clubhouse like this is the stuff that you need to buy so you can be able to cleanse your face properly so you won't have the bags underneath your eyes and stuff and makeup your your blemishes will be you know so you won't have none of them issues and that's why i'll be all for it so let's talk about clubhouse you have a room on clubhouse tell us about it
2: Oh, God, I got a couple of rooms on Clubhouse. I think the one that you come in the most are probably the Ask Me Anything Beauty Edition room. Mm -hmm. So that particular room is a room where you can come and ask me anything beauty, hair, fashion related. Um, I absolutely love giving back. I absolutely love sharing my knowledge. And Clubhouse is, is a space where people from You know, any and everywhere, you know, we can get together and and have those discussions and make sure that um, we all get properly equipped. Um, We actually are going to have a room soon. I don't know what it's going to be named, but I did not realize that a lot of women are still greasing their scalps. I didn't know that was still a thing. Yep. Um, so we're, we're, uh, we're gonna be talking about that it's great to use something <laughs> on your lighting? scalp if it needs protection but greasing your scalp yeah i'm gonna need for y'all to throw that blue magic in the trash yeah it's 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 not the thing anymore we used to have to use what we could get our hands on. again black people yeah. have been in survival mode For many 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 years of of being brought to America and I know some people don't want to hear me say this but that's where a lot of this stuff comes from a lot of this wrong thinking a lot of stuff is commercialized and presented to be helpful and good for our skin and our hair and it just ain't now back in the day hair grease is what we had yeah, and it was better than nothing. bacon
1: grease, they all types of grease into this
2: grease. Store. Lord, Something. Crisco, yes. I have heard
1: and seen it all.
2: And I'm not knocking it. What I'm saying, well, I am knocking it to a certain degree because what I'm saying is that there are better alternatives now. So why, okay, here's the thing. So when it comes to hair care, right, and I just want you to think, and you have beautiful hair, right? But think Thank about you. somebody, mm-hmm. maybe maybe not try not to think about anybody in your family but most people the first thing they goes to is somebody in their family so think about somebody in your family that has hair issues mm-hmm. so the person that probably taught them how to take care of their hair what does their hair look like or did their hair look like and then the person that taught them how did they take care of their hair and what did their hair look like most of them right. all have the same issue. And they're thinking that it's hereditary, and a lot of times it is not hereditary; it's behavioral.
1: Yeah, the
2: miseducation. Ooh, say the miseducation. So that's one of those things um, that we've been—you know—it was what we had, but now because there are better things that actually do what they say they do. Mm-hmm. we have to break those cycles of continuing to use what grandma, auntie, or I don't want to say Miss Flossie Mae because I know somebody named Flossie, but <laughs> Miss Miss <laughs> Suity Jean, whatever she used to use on her hair, you know, she knew what she knew and that was the best practice then. Yeah. But that there are much better products and solutions now that yeah because
1: like for instance like if you um, watch the film about Madam CJ Walker and the products that she had there were they was not good at all I'm talking about when it first I mean of course it started changing over time and stuff but what she had at the time it wasn't a good product for your hair
2: mm-hmm. if we use the
1: same products that she used then now we would be all bald headed.
2: Okay. Ball headed <laughs> and we would also probably have third degree burns because as soon as yes. you go somewhere near anything that had any sort of a spark you probably would yeah
1: that's it catch it's on fire as
2: that's country it. people would say <laughs>
1: <laughs> look that that'd be the end of it but over time how things revolve oh, and made, it's like the chemicals and the right information that is being put out. Like, you can't mix this with this and put this with this and stuff. And, like, with Madam C.J. Walker, asked over time, when well, her products are getting better and better and better. At the time, it worked for that moment. But she couldn't keep the same. Because Bad if she product. did, she wouldn't be, where you know what I'm saying, her name, her brand, and everything wouldn't be where it is today. And most people don't see that. And I'm glad that you have a school, okay? Your virtual learning school. And, of course, at your salon to educate people on how to take care of their beautiful skin as well as their hair. So, thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. So, is there anything you want to leave the audience with before you go? Of course, tell them about your website and all.
2: Um, Okay. So, um, the easiest way to find me, well, actually, you can find me almost anywhere. Just look me up, Dina Bruton. You can you can Google me. You'll find me. Um, Reveal you beauty studio, Reveal cosmetics. If you Google any of that, if you want more information about um, the classes that I'm having, maybe you would like to book a one on one image consultation to see if um, us working together. Uh, could be of benefit to you. I, I'd love to talk to you. I'm actually offering um, first appointments right now completely free. You can book a 30-minute appointment. Just reach out to me on um, the website. Again, RevealYouBeauty.com. I have several rooms on Clubhouse. Listen, I thought Instagram was my jam. I am on Instagram, but... Club Clubhouse, Clubhouse girl who tell Child. You. <laughs> club this is where i found you at like i have found yes. so many amazing positive people and you know one thing that i love about you Candace you know we have We've actually been in rooms and had discussions where we didn't necessarily agree, but it didn't make us at odds. You taught me something and I taught you something, right? So, you know, we were able to kind of take the information back. And honestly, a lot of times after I talk to, especially about the beauty industry, most people I find out were saying the same thing in a different way. Um, But yeah, absolutely love being on- But
1: look, that's what I love about you too, because on Clubhouse, you no hesitation. Let me tell you, Dina will check me, but like, okay, I don't mean no harm, but... Uh... <laughs> check,
2: check. Don't <laughs> say check me like that. you going to scare the people. They're not going to touch you.
1: No, no, because the problem with the world today is that they don't understand. You don't need a yes man all the time, okay? Them yes men, they not good that for you. Like, you need a person that's going to tell you the truth, Okay and agree to disagree and still love that person and she'd be like i don't mean no harm but if there's something i'm saying right she'd be like yes girl that's what i'm talking about and you know add to it but if it's wrong i don't mean no harm but see i like people like that i don't like when people just shut you down and let you get your point across or nothing oh you will let you get your point across and everything and if it's wrong you will correct it in a res- most respectful way but like look absolutely this is how it, it really is this is how it goes whether it's Absolutely. from the hair to the makeup to whatever it may be she will correct you in the most professional way and that's what i love about you now go ahead about your clubhouse i'm sorry I just okay to the uh-uh, uh, you're
2: you. fine you're fine <laughs> so um you can look me up either by my name or um my uh handle is at reveal or at reveal you beauty you can find me most anywhere at reveal you beauty um I do have some classes coming up. I'm going to be doing my um, amazing brow class again. It's going to be coming soon. Um, we have the lash class coming up again. Lashes are uh, brows and lashes are the things now. The thing now. Yeah. So um, even if you're a person that doesn't like to do a lot of makeup, people say, "What can I do that's really quick that'll kind of bring out my look, make me more more confident." if you learn how to do, put on a pair of strip lashes or do your mascara properly with a good mascara um, one or the other of those or some people do both um, and learn how to properly define your brows mm-hmm. oh that makes a world of difference in how um, a woman feels about how her face looks even if she doesn't want to do a full face of makeup like it makes a world of difference just to it define does. your eyes and your brows they're kind of like you know when you see a, a house that's really really like plain but then they have like these amazing windows Yeah, and you're like God, you might not even care about how the house look but then you're like mm, I don't know not, I think I like that house now but it's really because you like like the windows and the door and that's yeah. what brows and lashes do for our face so yeah
1: Oh. Well, I thank you for your time. It's absolutely anything else
2: it, you I'm trying to think. Like is there it. anything else? Um, but, uh,
1: I will say you had something else on Clubhouse. Go ahead and mention the thing about Clubhouse, though. You said that. About what that I got. Class. What I got.
2: What I got. What I got on Clubhouse. Tell me. I don't know. The, the, uh, <laughs> I can't the
1: room, remember. Right the now. the rooms that you have, the confidence room.
2: Is, oh. oh, okay. So yes. So I have. Um, so actually, I have rooms just about every day for different for different reasons. Um, we have a social media writing and planning room. So if you're a person that needs help with that, um, we have um, professionals, experts that come in and talk about those areas to help you not spend so waste. I used to waste a lot of time on my social media and it still did not come out good. So they help us with that. For those of us that maybe have beauty brands, podcasts, you know, things like that and kind of need a little bit of help. We have the Ask Me Anything Room, which is every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you don't remember anything else, come to that room. Sometimes the room is very intimate, very small, and we might veer off into some area, other areas, but it's mostly for beauty, hair, fashion, that type of um, conversation. Tuesdays, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Wednesdays, we have the collab over competition room, which is like my other favorite room and that is for anyone who maybe has an ask or a share maybe they have a, a, a specialty um, a, a area of expertise and sometimes most of the time there's going to be somebody in that room that need what you have so if you don't mm-hmm. show up then you can't share and I definitely need for you to show up in that room Candace, because we get a lot of people that come to that room um, to help other people and they could be somebody that might want to be, you know, you may want to feature them on your podcast. And so that might yeah. be an easy oh, place for you I to find. Your
1: room. I was in one of your rooms and I got somebody too. And I was like, See? okay, just about in your room. I said, okay, let me check. It let pays check. to show thank up. Adina, da- uh,
2: thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. It pays to show up. Like you never know. Clubhouse is amazing. So yeah, so we had that room on Wednesday 2 p.m. again, Eastern Standard Time. And then I have a room on Thursday and Friday, uh, 12.30 Eastern Standard Time. And most days, I am talking about um, leveling up your look on a budget. So we're talking about some aspect of leveling up your look on a budget. Everybody's budget isn't the same, but when it comes to what money we spend on our clothes, our makeup, and things like that, we should You know, unless you like Kim K or somebody like that you should have a budget and stay within that so that you're not overspending so yeah you can find any of those rooms and then I got a couple other collabs coming up too on Clubhouse so just follow me and follow the collab not competition club no collab over competition club and you'll be able to find the majority of my rooms
1: thank you thank you so much for taking your time out
2: thank you for having me this. I have I had an amazing too. time this was so <laughs> much fun
1: <laughs> yes thank you thank you and until next time everybody don't forget to follow Digna. I'm trying to tell you y'all missing out if you do not follow her she is one of the most dopest people that I have met okay thank you God bless to everybody until next time I had the honor of interviewing the beauty architect, Miss Dina. And in this episode, I had two key takeaways. Normally, I have one, but in this one, I have two. And if any of these episodes, including this one, add value to you, please share with at least three people. So my key takeaway was, for one, she teaches you how to build up your confidence. Most people lack confidence and they don't even know that they lack it. Okay, it could be something as small as their hair just won't do right. So they just like, you know what, forget it. I'm staying in the house. Or my makeup is not properly put on right. So I'm just going to stay in the house. I, I just can't do it today. And she shows you how to properly apply the makeup the right way. So you won't have to feel like, oh, now I can't do it. I just can't do it. She shows you how to properly take care of your hair. So when you go to them interviews, you have the right look. Meaning, you're the right makeup for yourself. Now, I'm not talking about the right look for the for the employer, but the right makeup for yourself. The right makeup to match your skin tone to make you feel fabulous, okay? And or the right hairstyle to make you feel so fabulous, okay? And that's one of the key takeaways out of the conversation having with her is her ability to help you feel confident within yourself. My second. Takeaway is when she talked about her instructor. Most people have bad experience with the instructor, or in a sense, not really bad, they just don't learn anything. And in this episode, the beauty architect, Miss Dina, she was able to have a role model out of this. The person who showed her this is how you're supposed to carry yourself with confidence. When you walk your head up high. You show them, this is you. This is what I got to offer to the table. And she learned so much from this lady that showed her how to be the proper cosmetologist. Now, she told y'all that she didn't go to the Brawner Brothers and all that stuff. That wasn't the type of thing that the instructor brought them to and showed them to. Like most places does. But she learned so much from this lady how to carry herself that she was able to spill it on spill it to everybody else pass it on to everybody so that was amazing that's one of well not one but two of my key takeaways from this episode and if any of these episodes add value to you please share with at least three people i'm on instagram facebook twitter and of course clubhouse so Take time out, follow us to stay on top of each episode that we have and if you have any issues where you cannot be on our podcast, like listen to it no worries, you could go to our website and be able to listen to it as each episode comes in, okay? So you know we got ways for you to be able to listen to us on all podcast platforms and website as well, okay? So I want to take the time out to thank Miss Dina, the beauty architect for our amazing interviews today I learned so much and remember she's on clubhouse, she's on Instagram review you beauty reveal you beauty okay and reviewyoubeauty.com is her website okay so thank you God bless and again if you enjoyed this episode please share alright and don't forget to leave them comments tell us what you think and then remember they are willing to help you So each person that I talk to is willing to take time out to answer your questions, especially about makeup, about hair, the whole nine yards. So this is what this is about, to help you understand your natural hair. And in this case, beauty too. Learn how to properly wear makeup. So utilize it. This is what we're here for. We're here to help you with your your journey. Because remember, life is a journey. And if anybody tell you they can do it on their own, they're telling you a lie. Run from them. Run. <laughs> Run from them. But thank you for each and every one of y'all taking your time to listen. Everyone across the world, the country. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless. And until next episode of the Kinky Hair Culture Podcast. Bye, guys.
0: Little girl with the- Girl. 13 and i got a relaxer i was the source of so much laughter 15 when it all broke off 18 when i went on natural february 2002 i went on and did what i had to do because it was time to change my life to become the woman that i am inside 97 dreadlocks all gone Yeah. No, no.